LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single week. Uh, the One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. Welcome, Scott. Great to have you here this week. Good to be here, Derek. Now, we've recently met a few fans just in, you know, people just, people just come up in the street. But we just want to give a shout out to uh, James Middlestad from James all the way from Middlestad. Adelaide. Yeah. Yep. And look, Beautiful city of churches. James's feedback, he said the content we uh, produce uh, was pretty ordinary, but he loved he loved the cricket analogies. He just loved the... <laughs> no, no, Derek, I think you misheard him. I think he said less on the cricket, more on the one thing, more solid, practical, gospel scene ministry tips. Oh, well, so, so no cricket. No today. cricket, no, no cricket. cricket. But we are big fans of APS in Adelaide, across Australia. So, great job. Keep going, James. Well, today, uh, you are listening to an episode... On the one thing of what's most important in Term 1. Now, these episodes uh, we're finding are being, being, you know, responded to quite positively. People find them quite helpful. Just helpful to sort of uh, set the agenda for Term 1, to have someone else sort of stop, pause and reflect and think into what should we be focusing on. Um, So, uh, what do we tell people to focus on in... Term 3, episode 248. Let me just remind you. Uh, you helpfully said, need to recognise that people may be tired, including those on your staff team, but particularly lay leaders. You needed to set the 2023 calendar. You need to implement changes from the 2022 Reach Australia Conference. That seems a little <laughs> bit self-serving, <laughs> but it was on serving others. So <laughs> yeah. entirely appropriate. And then the last one, uh, planning and evaluation. So the planning in terms of looking forward, but in looking forward, you want to do the now analysis and actually evaluate where you're at. So... Yeah, the assumption we're getting to term one, hopefully, you've already done planning. You know what broadly the year is going to look like. We're not saying you've got every sermon written. We're not saying you've got every Bible study written. My suspicion is, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, you might just be writing the Bible study for the next week. But it'd be good to be a little bit further ahead. Each year you want to iteratively improve, but that's kind of ballpark. Now, term four, we had a bit of a long episode with Dave Kewen. Uh, He loves mission, so we spent a bit of time talking about mission and Christmas. Uh, So that's kind of where we've been. So, Scott. Kick us off. What should we be focusing on in term one? Well, I reckon one of the helpful things to do is just do a bit of uh, team hygiene, uh, do a bit of evaluation uh, on your on your current meeting rhythms. What do you mean by uh, team hygiene? Sorry. Uh, so team hygiene. Well, hygiene. That's when you have a shower, shower daily. <laughs> oh, I go so hygiene. You clean yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so use it in the context of kind of the team. It, it's it's doing the little things that actually help mean that uh, organisationally, health wise. Uh, you're well, you're good. Give us, an ex- give us a couple of examples. Sorry well, I'm that. giving the example of okay, meeting come on. rhythms. Right Just now, do it. Right so, so meeting rhythms. So uh, evaluate your meetings. Use this time to sort of evaluate your meeting rhythms from uh, from last year. What do you need to change? Because often in the new year, you've got new team members. Uh, so you've got to recognise you've got to uh, you know re, uh, reform, storm, go through all those stages of team development. What that might mean is you actually might need to uh, change your meeting times, uh, change who's in meetings, uh, change the purpose of the meetings as well. Uh, so really important, I think, just to evaluate how your meetings are going. Are they actually achieving what you uh, set them up for? Do you have the right people in them, uh, particularly if, uh, if, if uh, teams have changed? Uh, and importantly, I think, uh, if you haven't already, you should, have been, you should have done this probably in Term 3 last year, put in that planning cycle of, 
okay, we're going to have uh, some quarterly meetings where we're going to spend time, you know, looking back, looking forward uh, and planning. And I think if you haven't got those in, then I would at least be putting in place, uh, you know, a mid-year a mid-year offsite, you know, two days where you can actually stop and pause. If you're a solo pastor out there, uh, you know, plan to go away. I was chatting, I was chatting with a church planner the other day, and he uh, he used to book himself into a hotel room quarterly. Now he had he had four kids, uh, young kids, I think, at the time when he was planting, and so for him that was a really helpful exercise to actually uh, leave the house uh, for for two days, get some space, some time uh, to you know to stop and plan. So if you're a solo pastor, don't think oh that's only a thing for teams. No, that's actually something you can do. Uh, do yourself but I always find planning is better with others it's better with I, others so if you can pull away the lay leader then you know again work out a time when you can do that in a lot of contexts even when churches are quite small there will be a leadership team around you that you can possibly take away with you and so I know there's a number of churches who take this senior leadership who are unpaid away with them for this for planning partly it's encouragement as well and look if you're in January and you haven't done you haven't organized this this year it's not too late to do it exactly right that's why we're saying do you do your hygiene amazing Excellent. What else? Well, uh, Easter, I know we've just had Christmas, uh, and I know it seems like we're already back from holidays, uh, but if you actually want to get your team uh, helpfully uh, thinking into how to uh, promote Easter and how to think about you know, Good Friday uh, and Easter Sunday, then you actually need to be starting to talk about you know, what are you preaching on, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the theme, what's the hook that you're going to be encouraging, inviting, and thinking about the outsider uh, for this year. Uh, what are you going to be putting into place uh, just to build heat into that moment? Uh, and importantly, uh, what are you going to be doing post? So what are you going to be next steps for people post-Easter? So you're going to be putting on a, uh, you know, an Investigating Jesus course uh, post-Easter. Uh, what other events do you actually need to, uh, to put in place in and around that time to actually build heat uh, and to, to build connections with people so you can actually bring people into your mission funnel? Um, ideally, we would be trying to do this in September, October previous year just to plan out the calendar that's not to make people feel guilty um just to recognize the further ahead you get of this the better you're going to be able to to plan those things out and not just do it yourself i think that's one of the things we're going to, we'll talk about that in one second one of the things that happens when we do it last minute like this is it just falls back on us because we can't people are already have stuff booked up but you know having that flow and and having the time to do the creativity but having the time to involve others so uh just recently, I spent a bit of time with a, uh, a church staff team and uh, with a number of pastors who have been part of the Reach Australia Development Program. And one of the wonderful things we got to do was actually to sort of sit in and watch uh, a magnification meeting. Uh, so we watched, you know, watched what do you mean the by magnification? Magnification, meeting? loving God. So uh, thinking into actually, it was it was a meeting that was all designed to think about actually the calendar for the next twelve months in terms of teaching. Mm. But they were thinking about service, you know, planning services, thinking about. Uh, songs and uh, themes and a whole bunch of other things that's kind of sat in and around it, and it was it was really interesting, you know, to have different voices to see uh, see how different people understood, uh, you know, various aspects of say a, a Bible passage and wanted to bring things to it. So again, the more people you can involve in that, the the better. But you need time. Mm. Time's important. Yep. Now, one of the things that um, uh, for every church they are thinking about training throughout the year, in particular that, that January February period, you're kicking off a whole bunch of stuff. You're getting growth groups up and going. You're getting kids ministry up and going. Um, hopefully, a lot of your leaders are sorted out of that at that time. Um, but as well, you, you're trying to think how do these things, how do you get these things sustainable and supported and encouraged at periods throughout the year. So, talking about how you at this point, what are you prioritising? What are you putting in the calendar? Yeah, well, you're obviously launching you're launching things. So uh, again, vision's not something you do. 
uh, once a year or at a you know special moment when you need to raise money. Vision should be dripping, leaking all the way through the course of the year. Uh, but I think particularly as you kick off, you want to be reminding people um, of the bigger picture vision of where church is going, say in the next three to five years, but actually helping people see, okay, here's what it looks like in term one. Here's what it's going to look like at the end of the year. So you're actually starting to paint the picture of, you know, we're, we're launching things. Uh, here's the reason why we're doing some of these things so that they, you know, they build momentum for post-Easter and uh, and things later on in the course of the year. So I think particularly uh, as you're starting starting new teams, starting growth groups uh, or small groups, uh, ministry and church life, again, tying that back to vision, uh, helping people understand the, you know, the why of why they're getting involved uh, in something. I think in this first term as well, be, be ready that you'll have a whole bunch of uh, Christians probably checking out church. And so I think one of the things that we don't anticipate is actually we're going to need extra groups to put people into. We're going to need to be putting people through uh, membership courses as well. So that shouldn't come as a, as a surprise, uh, but but we need to be realising that uh, you know that, that's going to be a reality. And I think you, you spoke at the start of this kind of section thinking about training particularly. Um, training should have already happened, and I think a key part in this first uh, term to, to sort of be paying attention to in that sort of serving others outcome area is actually thinking about the onboarding. So I think as, as teams start, uh, again, paying paying attention to that team hygiene, uh, you know, just checking in and seeing that, you know, teams are going well. Because, you know, if people have bad experience in that kind of first term, then that can sort of wind people out of teams quickly and it can take a long time to sort of get them back in. And so you actually want to be, uh, you know, helping all of your teams, you know, onboard people well, uh, help people see and understand, you know, again, why this team fits into the larger picture of, uh, of church life. And, and just checking in with all your key uh, area leaders or your key team leaders and sort of saying, hey, how's your team's going? You know, how, how, how are things going? I, I would want to, can I throw one more in here? Yeah. Just um, uh, for this, I, I do, you often do get to that January period because you kind of, uh, you, you run so hard up until Christmas, not even post-Christmas, getting stuff together. And this year's the golden year, actually. Well, 2022, sorry, was the golden year when a Sunday, Christmas was on a Sunday, it aligns. So you minimise the number of talks you need to do in the week. Instead of three, it's just that one. You, you're still a preacher at heart, aren't you? You, know, you, you you're still oh. like, oh, Sunday came around. He's like, oh, this is great. Even though you know, it didn't need to well, be I, I love preaching. I love Sundays. And I don't mind preaching, but it, gee, it's hard writing three talks in a week when you kind of got... You know, yeah, I mean, how many Christmas. things can you say about the birth of Jesus, really? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I'm sick of talking about the gospel and salvation being adopted into God's family. It's terrible. <laughs> of course I'm not. But, but you know, great year 2022 for that. Um, but you can sometimes stumble into 2020, 20, the next year, and think, oh, I haven't done all the things in terms of strategic priority, all that... And again, I want to say it's not too late. You might be in January. You might work in quarters. Even if you're a month late, it is worth pausing and doing some strategic priorities for that year and trying to map it out. Because my experience of this strategic priorities and breaking it up into what I use, OKRs, uh, you can search that up. Um, but for OKRs, I, it's incrementally improving over years. So even if I'm late to it in January and realize I probably should have gotten to it in October, I want to get to it in January so that I keep incrementally improving each year. Um, you're never going to get it perfect, but you, you just, you know, it's a retrieval ethic. You're trying to do the best with you can it, with the limited resources you have. Yeah. Now, uh, now last year, last year, kind of, I think a big theme that we had sort of coming out of all the lockdowns was a real focus on uh, on community, you know, a focus on actually helping people uh, rejoin, regather, uh, help, helping people give get a sense and, and an understanding of the importance of gathering, gathering together regularly in small groups and gathering together regularly as 
as a large group as church families. Do you think that's you know uh, in, still needs to be a focus? Community? Yeah, this could oh. be a trick question for you. Oh, let's see it? how he answers what, it. <laughs> oh, it's been so long since I've been on the podcast, I don't know what to do now. Um, oh, of course it is. But I think you're asking, is what you're asking uh, amongst all the priorities that we have, um, like if you are picking community. So next 2023 conference is on Better Together Community. That's our national conference, uh, registrator.com.au. Uh, you can check out the link there, not to, uh, to get tickets. But you're asking if we have a theme for the year, do we roll it out? How do we prioritise? Is that what you're pushing into? Yeah, I, I think as well. Is I'm, I guess I'm saying, is community still a key area that you want to be pushing into? Now, I, you know, that's where the trick question was. It needs to be one of sort of, you know, five or six key areas that you want to be pushing oh, into so in church life. To getting it right. Yeah. Um, but I guess I was just more asking your sense, uh, you know, as a congregation member, are you feeling like, no, we've come back, we're, we're getting the sense of gathering, or it's still we still need to pay attention to it? Like people are still feeling, uh, you know, the loss of the last sort of two or three years. And we need to be paying attention to it, you know, still particularly as a church family. Well, it probably depends where you are, what state you're in. See, again, that is a perfect answer. It depends. <laughs> but it's, a, it's always a nothing answer because obviously it does depend. But I think how people are feeling really is different, actually, between WA and Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and, you know. There's some other states as well. I think that's a joke. I oh, South Australia, Northern Territory, and Tassie, and ACT. I know there. But um, I think the answer is people haven't quite adjusted back. Yet, I would think that's been my experience. Mm. People haven't just back. Uh, I think we this year has been one of ca- uh, catching up on the two years before, um, and so rhythms are still out. Um, we're still reestablishing. People are still coming back, and even with this, you know, uh, what's happened over the last few months with again, there was you know the wave of COVID and people have been impacted, and there's still nervousness around for people. So people are still hesitant. So I think we still need to keep pushing into that community particularly. What does it look like to re-engage, to self-sacrificially give ourselves to uh, the local church and ministry and those around us, even amidst all the maybe maybe fears, maybe anxieties, and definitely tiredness that we still have? I think that's a real-life question. And as the people who are leading churches, the question uh, for you is, how is it that I bring the Bible to bear on this? What are the theological issues? What are the spiritual things at the heart that I need to help people examine and us together unpick in order to be the kind of community that that pushes each other towards Christ likeness and reaching people. Yeah, I think it's always going to be a question, but I think I think you're saying, and I think I'm agreeing with you, it, it probably is more on the radar at the moment because of what we've been through. Mm. Now, Scott, there is one last thing that we haven't spoken. We've spoken about church organisation. Uh, we've spoken about team organisation as well, strategic priorities. Talked about Easter. Uh, Talked about Easter also. Um, but there's one thing we haven't really spoken about. So I think one of the key things to uh, to be thinking, particularly if you're a senior leader in church, is, is to be get, gathering your team around together and talking about when when are you going to be having your holidays. You know, So coordinating it so that uh, you know, no one individual sort of put under lots of pressure, uh, coordinating it to sort of take into account uh, team members' capacities and energy levels, uh, and and ensuring that you're also all around at the key moments uh, where you do see growth and, and change in church life. Uh, so now's a good time to sort of sit around as, as a team, pull out the calendar, and say, look, when are we going to uh, take you know take the holidays this year? So it's a good uh, and it's a good reminder for me to uh, be doing that with uh, with our team as well. Okay, so we've spoken about meeting rhythms, hygiene, spoken about Easter, uh, priorities, calendarizing stuff, getting that in there so we're planned for the year, uh, and spoken about booking holidays. 
and making sure your team books in holidays so people are healthy and not overwhelmed in that. So, Scotty, what is the one thing? What's the one thing you want to say about Term 1? Take the opportunity to regularly speak about your church's uh, vision. Put it in team meetings, in your one-on-one conversations, uh, as you're praying corporately, as you're praying uh, privately for your church uh, family, uh, and importantly, as you preach uh, week in, week out in church life. All right. Well, we've got a few things in the toolbox today. Well, we just talked about a number of episodes early on. We talked about episode 248, uh, the Term 3 focus, and then episodes 261 and 262 on Term 4. So some ways, if you, if you haven't listened to those episodes, probably a bit too late because uh, the years already moved on. But here's the but beauty. I, there's I, always another Term 3 there's always term an, Exactly. As I say, there's always another Term 3 and another Term 4. So pull them out uh, and use it maybe just to jog and think into... Uh, you know, that annual annual uh, strategic planning cycle as well that you want to be thinking too. Excellent. And I think we'll drop a... I mentioned the OKRs before. If you haven't come across them, we'll drop a uh, uh, link up to OKR. I think we've got a whole episode on that. Um, there we go. Well, thanks for joining us on The One Thing today to talk about uh, Term 1 next year. Uh, we're hoping that uh, it's been a good Christmas for you. Hoping it's a good year. Thanks for joining us. Scott? I'm Scott Sanders, and we'll be praying for... All churches across the network uh, this year, we're hoping and praying that we might see loads of growth and change. So, mate, can I finish the episode praying for churches? Oh, you're allowed to do that, yeah. Heavenly Father, we just want to uh, give thanks uh, for your church. Uh, Thanks uh, that you give us the privilege of working uh, as fellow workers with you to see the lost uh, one and reached. Pray, Heavenly Father, for churches this year that you might help them to make the most of the opportunities that you uh, provide for them. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we might see uh, thousands of people one to you uh, and people all across churches in Australia growing in their knowledge and their love of you. And we ask that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Catch you soon.